take a ride on the MCT. Funko Pop. Hey guys, do you want to go to Lambert's? Big Ben. I'm married to the Huntress. J Money. Just bought the mic money. It's time for the MCT. Ladies and guys, guys and ladies. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Funko Pro Greg Walden. Cherries. And Big Ben, a.k.a. King Ranch, ask you. I have a new nickname. Yes. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. The basketball guys gave it to me last night. Okay. The guys from Bahamas. Because? I was cleaning house. You were beating them? or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah they, were, re- they were, or? yeah, they were making a terrible shots. I was rebounding and just cleaning house. So they, <laughs> they gave me the nickname Mr. Clean. Did you win, though, or what? No, we lost. <laughs> I did not play that well last night. I had I wasn't planning on playing, so I just hopped in right away without warming up. Same. And then didn't have any basketball shoes on. And Same. It was just awkward experience. So they, I was a little disappointed in myself. They convinced me. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll I'll do better next time. I I mean I still had my a uh, few moments here and there, but there we go. So we're talking basketball, guys. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not going to waste too much time on NBA. My Lakers are out of it. <laughs> uh, it it we had some game sevens in the NBA, but still the NBA. This is uh, would be an interesting year. Who comes out the champ? So my prediction right now is currently going to be um, maybe. Who is it? The Heat versus, oh man, I'm forgetting now. We got the Warriors versus the Mavericks, and the, oh, the Celtics. I'm going to roll with the Celtics at this particular point. So anyway, we're dudes talking new sports and God. That's what we do each and every time. So we always appreciate you guys joining the conversation with us. So let's go ahead and start it off with our favorite guy in the whole world, Elon Musk. Love that. And guy. we are trying yeah. to convert. Uh, we had your. That would be your nephew. nephew. My nephew. He is anti. He is is very anti. How old is he? Nine or ten? He's ten. He's ten years old. He's anti-electric cars. He's all about the muscle cars. (laughs) Yes. And it, what, what's funny is, is that he doesn't it, understand. That's, it's completely his own thing. His dad's a musician, and, <laughs> and my sister isn't really interested in cars. It's it's completely his own thing. He loves muscle cars. So Did yeah, you, yeah. Speaking of, we could we couldn't get him to understand yeah. how much faster an electric car yeah. off the jump is I, than I had any to, other car in the world. I had to pull <laughs> a YouTube video of a Tesla. Just a, it wasn't even a like a the highest in Tesla versus a a. a a Hellcat charger. It's like 700 horsepower Hellcat charger. And, uh, and he still wasn't convinced after watching that. And it, what was funny is like when they were describing the Tesla, he like turned around. He's like, I'm not watching this part. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. And then in the video, it said, he's like, yeah, this Tesla has uh, about 400 horse, but there was a recent update that I downloaded. So it probably has more. And I looked at my <laughs> nephew and I was like, See, all you have to do is just download more horsepower. He's like, that's so dumb. <laughs> but he still wasn't convinced after watching the Tesla. He, yeah. He'd probably have to ride one. That That is yeah. bad news for you, President Joe Biden, that there yeah. are 
people that young that don't want electric exactly. cars. So, <laughs> exactly. well, speaking of Elon Musk, you know, he's kind of he, he kind of he like uh, he has a kind of a troll factor to him. He likes to troll. Oh, he's the best at trolling. But did you hear he trolled uh, Biden today? Uh, the day or yesterday? One no. He he said the teleprompter was the real president. Oh, <laughs> oh. well, yeah. see, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos was giving him heat too. Jeff Bezos uh, threw through the Biden administration under the bus for something. I don't remember what it was, but. I was like, whoa. So, All right. But the news that we're still processing is Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Still on hold. But it's on hold. And we found an article here from usatoday.com that says Twitter deal can't move forward until the bot issue is settled. Yep. Elon Musk says his deal on Twitter can't move forward unless the company shows public proof that less than 5% of the accounts on the social media platform are fake or spam. Musk made the comment in reply to another use user on Twitter early Tuesday. He spent much of the previous day in back and forth tw uh, with Twitter CEO Perik Agrawal, who posted a series of tweets explaining his company's effort to fight bots and how it is constantly estimated that less than 5% Twitter accounts are fake. In his tweet Tuesday, Musk said, that 20% fake spam accounts while four, uh, while four times what Twitter claims could be much higher. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Yeah. He added yesterday, Twitter CEO publicly refused to show proof of 5%. This deal cannot move forward until he does. So there you go. That's, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's over evaluation if it's more than that. Correct. Yeah. Right. right. So our guy, he's, Elon, he's a smart guy. He, he knows is. his stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I believe it too, but you know, what's funny since Elon Musk has said that he's going to purchase Twitter, it like they, there's been account like accounts that have disappeared. Like they're cleaning house. Not only that, but I was listening to a, a conservative uh, commentator or whatever, and he said that uh, he gained from the time that e that Elon Musk said that he would uh, buy Twitter, he gained over seven hundred thousand followers on Twitter. On Twitter, and what they're nice. saying is, is that they're think <laughs> they're thinking that they're taking a lot of those shadow ban things off. And like cleaning house, so it doesn't appear like so nobody can see what they were actually doing. So a lot of conservatives are gaining more followers and everything because mm. people can now see them because they're not shadow banned anymore. I do find the bot conversation interesting from the standpoint. I, I still dabble in the pro wrestling a little bit, and mm. so there's an organization called AEW, which is a rival company to WWE right now. Mm. Um, still very much smaller, but that the president and owner of that company, AEW All Elite Wrestling was complaining about bots the other day that all this negative feedback yeah. that they're getting is from bots. And so people were kind of making fun of him a little bit, but so bots essentially are, I wonder is just yeah. companies or one individual making bots that then, well, have you, have you, accounts have you never seen stuff or whatever? Have you never seen like, uh, the, like they'll have a, a rack of maybe a thousand phones and they all have a Twitter account and they'll be like, uh, they can go. You can go through and you can purchase followers and different stuff like that. All that, all that is, it's just, it's crazy out there. What they, you know, because people are paying for followers and yeah, you can pay for influence or you can, you know, negative. There was a, there was a time there too. I need to do more of that. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a, there was a time there too where uh, there were different. This is specifically on Twitter that I saw this where. Um, it was mostly conservative people would get all of these 
like demonic comments as like videos of these demonic like mm. creatures and different things and then like weird saying almost like witches or something like that but very strange very strange very strange world the internet is huh so twitter shares will be under pressure this morning again as the chances of a deal ultimately getting done is not looking good now uh wed bush excuse me securities analyst dan ives who covers both twitter and tesla said in a research note he estimated that there's 60 percent plus chance that musk ends up walking away from the deal and paying the one billion dollar breakup fee i so feel like yeah. i feel like that's what they want him to do want him to pay the one billion yeah well i think they want him to walk away with as many people are freaking out about him owning it yeah well the government set up the whole whole disinformation uh thing just because of it I mean, right the whole so agency for it i feel like they're being incentive to be like yeah sorry we're you know over that five percent so wrapping up this article, it says Musk made the offer to buy Twitter for $54.20 per share on April 14th. Twitter shares have s slid since then and are now down by just over 8% to close at $37.39 on Monday. So there you go. We'll see what happens in the world of Twitter. Um, it's, it's crazy how much influence he has. Tremendous amount of influence. He has influence over my life as well. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Alrighty. Let's uh, talk a little bit of what's happening in the streaming world or movie world, if you will. Uh, we can talk a little Doctor Strange. I did finally see the movie. You did not see it yet? I have not seen it. No, what's the I, problem here, Big Ben? I ha am way too busy in life. Yeah. I did sneak away. The wife and kids were out of town, so I went and saw it later at night or, or whatever by myself. And so it wasn't too bad. Uh, so I guess if you're a streamer, Disney plus subscriber, you're in the MCU world, like we kind of are, I don't mm -hmm. think you are. Are you Greg Walden? I have Disney plus, you yeah. but you're not in the MCU universe. You're not watching no, most I, of the stuff. Well, I, I, I started, I uh, got to Thor and I, I, I need to get, okay. you know. And did you watch the what if series? Yeah. Uh, watched most of them. Yeah. WandaVision. I've not watched one. Okay. So basically my takeaway is it's kind of a culmination of the two there. It is want a lot of WandaVision, a lot of what if stuff flowing throughout the movie. Basically the concept of the movie is you could, it could have called, been easily called, called the Scarlet Witch as well because she played right. such a factor in it was the bad guy. So basically Dr. Strange is trying to stop the uh, Scarlet Witch because in the WandaVision, basically WandaVision, the town that she creates, which was called, what was it called? I don't remember. Uh, so was, I was the fake town that she took. Yeah. Well, not fake town. She took over right. a real one and like. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of that series. <laughs> but, I did finish. So it though. she, but she ultimately created twin boys and kids yeah. that she had, which were not real. But after uh, Wanda, the, the town ends. Then now she's consumed with trying to find these two boys in another multiverse, multiverse that they oh, still exist I somewhere see. out there, and she wants to be their mom. But then the other problem is if they exist in another universe, then she exists in another universe right. with those two boys. So right. she basically has to either take out, possess, or kill that version of herself so that she can be the mom okay in its place if you will and so dr strange is trying to prevent this because she has to get a book to dreamwalk to and so that's kind of what's the the plot line of the movie makes sense it was okay i mean i was a little bit worried that i'd lose my christianity by watching it i didn't quite feel that way after i was done watching it but yeah there's some stuff in there like that leans in a little bit to kind of horror leans in a little yeah, bit to yeah. well that's how the that's how zombie that's how the doctor strange was in the in what if series that that episode specifically i didn't i didn't like yeah because it had that kind of edge to it 
And zombies, though. I love zombies. I'm, and I'm not, you know, it's like Spider-Man comes out. Like, if you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, you should have at this time. So, yeah. But Epic, we got Tobey Maguire coming back. We got, uh, who, to- we had all the Toby. three Spider-Mans coming back. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Tom. And Tom Holland, the current Spider-Man. And that was a great, uh, that restored my faith in yeah, MCU. Same. But it's, again, it's like movies like this where I'm like, ah, this doesn't really do it for me. I, this, I feel like this is a placeholder movie. It's it kind of like, so they kind of, they probably kind of rushed it maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's like in the MCU, there's like, hey, we just need to get this information out there and there needs to be a sacrificial movie. Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> one that is, I don't think will be nearly as big as it was, was one of the previews leading up to Doctor Strange 2 in the theater. I saw the new Avatar <sighs> preview. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I wasn't that excited after I, seeing it. I was. Yeah. They you have after a, seeing the preview. They have a humanoid like type child. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. No, I'm excited. That I'm I, pumped. Well, they've I, been making that move for like 10 years. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been working. He worked on the first one for like 20 years. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, it's it's what's to be expected. But the first one was amazing. Uncle I, Pro, are you diving in here? Are you in the Avatar world? I, I, got, I watched the first one. That wasn't bad. Oh, listen, I, that <laughs> that is the first movie I ever went to three times in the theater. And Three then, times, Whoa. and then I I went to Walmart at midnight when they released it and bought the Blu-ray. Little so, you know, did that's we, how much it. Like, and how once much again, movies it. predict the future. Little did we know that here by twenty forty, we'll all be, be yeah, right in exactly. our bodies. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Greg Walden, let's go ahead and get you in the conversation here. You're looking a little out of place over there, but uh, give us the current um, news on Kenobi series here as we. Head into May, Kenobi coming out on Disney Plus. Yep, Kenobi comes out on the twenty seventh. Double May. episode, double Every, double yeah, episode, double doubles. episode. There's only six episodes, which is kind of a bummer because I Ooh. would love to see a yeah. more. But anyways, only going to be six episodes. Uh, Ten more days. I'm going to be. What's uh, the news? What's the? Um, have you been watching YouTube videos, giving breakdowns here? Uh, I did yeah, happen yeah. to stumble across one that they're kind of. Uh, what's the one blue guy with uh, the team? Ab- Admiral uh, Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. No, the bad guy who was like a uh, shooting the guns, like cowboy bad guy. Oh, with oh, oh uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane yeah. I saw a video wondering if he was going to be. Well, somebody, yeah, I saw a video. Somebody thought Cad Bane might be. Yeah, they, well, he somebody he thought. would be alive though. He would. Yeah. Even even because yeah. this, well, this so happens. Yes, come on. For uh, talk okay. to me like I don't know what's happening. This here. happens. So where is this happening? What's happening? Okay. This happens between episodes three and four. Okay. So in that period episode of time, three where being what happens in episode episode three, three is where uh, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Okay, and then Padme dies, and then that's episode three. The, tw- the twins are sp- split. Luke and Leia are split. Okay. Luke goes to Tatooine. Two is Uncle Owen. Okay, this takes place w- with Obi Wan Kenobi looking over Luke Skywalker as Uncle Owen raises him. Ah, uh-huh. okay. But the first Cad Bane. I mean, I mean, people saw a. a one of the trailers, and there's a character that might have looked like Cad Bane. It could be Cad Bane, but it could be another one of his species. But he would, so he would be alive because right. Cad, so Mandalorian takes place after episode Return uh, of the six. Jedi. So after episode six. So this is before the, the Mandalorian season happens. Okay. Is this leading towards a major motion picture coming up here, or they don't have any kind no, of plans, do I, they? As far as I understand, Disney's like, we're not doing a, a trilogy. After the the last ones, yeah, mm-hmm. there was a rumor that they was going to go do a trilogy that happened before the prequels, but that, that before happened. the prequels, yes, 
Like, you know, you got Knights of the Republic type. Yeah, you've got time. That, I mean, mm. it's thousands and thousands of years that, that they could go yeah. into and, and do. So. I, I get annoyed when they do all this prequel stuff. Why can't they move forward in, in the future on these movies? Um, it's like they keep going back, back, back. I don't know. I don't know. They they kind of, like, in the 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 sequel sequels, Yeah, <laughs> the last three that just came out with Ray, they kind of hinted at Force- wielding children in in that uh the last jedi and then they just kind of left it and nothing ever happened with that so yeah um, yeah, I, yeah i heard that there was somebody actually was pushing them to actually scrap the sequels and just do another se- sequel and, and kind of yeah, make a better they they ruined star wars with yeah, that trilogy in my opinion yeah there was so many i even bottles. i've even recently just accepted the prequels because i'm like the prequels are, like i'm accepting them but with the, you know, with the prequels i mean I mean, episode two was not my favorite one, but at least the prequels made sense. Yeah, and you kind of, you kind of, they kind of helped, you know, lead into where the yeah. original trilogy. And Dave and Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau have done a really good job of uh, plugging any kind of plot holes or they, with the Clone series, yeah. Clone Wars, and uh, the Bad Rebels. Batch and Rebels, yeah. and then Mandalorian. And then you had Rogue One that kind of yep. filled some. So they they like they've done a good job of kind of plugging in all of the extra, you know, to make the prequels. But the okay. sequels, like it's like you had the sequel sequels. Yeah, you had you had the <laughs> seven, eight, nine, where you had one director for seven, and they went to another director for eight, and then they went back to the same director for nine. And it seemed like they were they were both fighting visions, like they, yeah, like a uh, uh, what's the guy? Eight was his name is. Oh, uh, oh, who's the guy that did episode seven? Oh, I know his name, but I can't remember his name uh, off the top of my head. But then you had Ryan Johnson, eight. So like he would try to undo everything. He was like, they were fighting, directors fighting visions. Yeah. And it just yeah. totally screwed up the J.J. Abrams. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We'll see that. When, I don't want to get into the nuances of that. It'd be very, very <laughs> yeah. boring if yeah. I told you uh, all of the losing listeners as directors. Yeah. So we should move on from that. Cause so yeah. is it going to be good or not good? What's the, you guys think this is going to It's going to be amazing. Well? It's you not going to be a Boba Fett. Because it's Please. Ewan McGregor. Yes. And Hayden Christensen. And Hayden Christensen. Is rep- is, they're reprising their roles. So. Okay. Yeah. Just as long as it's better than Boba Fett, which I. Well, uh, now, uh, Ewan McGregor did re- release a statement last couple of days. He's saying that all the fan theories are wrong about uh-huh. Kenobi. Like all these fan theories coming out, videos coming out, what they think he goes are wrong. Uh, so it's like, you, I guess you have to wait to see what it, what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bouncing over here, Funko Pro, you got some random news or something yeah. like that? Well, you know, my, my wife does listen to the podcast from time to time. And you, everybody knows, if you know my wife, she loves kitty cats. Yeah. Uh, a lot. <laughs> like... Really love not it. a cat guy. Sorry, she's a big okay. Cat <laughs> hang on, hang on. Before we get to that, can you give us some marriage advice this week? Marriage advice: limit your wife to three cats. No. Ah, <laughs> not kidding. Very good. Okay, nah. Marriage advice: just, just. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's been twenty years, twenty-one years. It's a lot of marriage advice to give, but uh, no, I just try to try to get along and. And do good things. Oh, the notes nice are, you give uh, the three cats is is good enough for yeah, me. Cats, sorry. Continue. Oh, sorry. All right. So, anyways, uh, we've seen a lot of videos on YouTube. I'm sure you, you all seen them, but the, the cats with the cucumber. Yes, I want to know why. 
Yeah, so somebody will slip a cucumber behind a cat while it's eating, and then the cat gets in and looks around and sees a cucumber and flies about five foot up in the air. They okay. legitimately do this. They're they're legitimately terrified. I've of seen cucumbers. the video. I have seen the videos. So if you it, MCD, I, I need a psychological explanation. MCD have you heard anyone say why? Universe. If you don't know this, go on YouTube and watch. It is cats fun to watch. Afraid of cucumbers. Because yeah, so they they they're uh, there's a few uh, explanations. One is the. <laughs> Some one idea is the cucumber kind of resembles a snake, yeah, and then the cat looks snake. Uh, that was kind of my theory, but I also heard another theory is that cats don't like it when when something gets in their space and they didn't notice about it. So this cucumber's this object was able to get into my space without me knowing about it. That freaks them out. So could uh, we do it with a non cucumber object? Well, see, I've tried it. I, I'll be honest with you. I tried it with my cats. They, 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 don't, they don't freak out a bit. It doesn't bother them one bit. Huh. Interesting. Uh, they just look around like, yeah. These are California <laughs> cats that are yeah. <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> All three of my cats are like, yeah. They're like, that's a cucumber, man. <laughs> cool. You, so, yeah. so is it fake then? It's not, or it is? Or what does the article say? That's all you're saying is cats are scared of cucumbers? No, they, 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 they believe that the cats are scared of cucumbers. Okay. And they do recommend you don't do it because it creates a lot of stress for the cat. <laughs> of course. Mm. Good job, Peta. Getting your yeah, yeah. <laughs> advice out there. But I say, like, at least for my cats, don't bother them one bit. They can care less. Wow, awesome. Okay, Big Ben. I have. Well, unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to get the music uh, for this segment. But I figured I would go through and give us a few Florida man stories. I love Florida man stories. Do you? <laughs> Florida man stories. Florida. So I, uh, this I'm gonna I'm gonna pre warn you. There might be some inappropriateness to this one, okay? Okay. All right. Just so you're warned. There is a before we publish any episode, there is an explicit button that you have to hit. If uh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not it's not too awful bad. Okay, okay. January eighth, two thousand nineteen, Florida man insists syringes pulled out of his rectum aren't his. <clears throat> After getting hauled to jail for <laughs> marijuana charges, Wesley Dasher Scott allegedly pulled three syringes out of his rump during a strip search. Asked why he had the needles, Scott claimed they actually belonged to someone else. What are yeah. your thoughts? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, of all the things to, you know, store I, in a certain order. I, you know, I, that was I my choose. initial thought, too, is like that. Okay. Uh, all of it aside, you shouldn't be putting anything, hiding anything there. Right. But syringes? Seems yeah. like a terrible idea. My, I have a story. When I was a teenager, we were we drove to another. I'm w- afraid of this story. Technically, in Nebraska, bottle rockets are illegal. But if you that's that when I grew up in Nebraska, you yeah. would go buy fireworks in two, one of two places: South Dakota yeah. or Missouri, yeah. because everything is legal in Illinois, those two states. Illinois, the same way. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, dude, we went down to Missouri and got some bottle rockets <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, I'm afraid ha- of where this story is uh, going. We had we drove to another town. We we're now at the age of where we had 16 or 17, something like that. But we're driving around just like throwing bottle rockets out of the window, just randomly, you right. know, on the street and that kind of thing. We didn't really create any damage, but we thought it was hilarious. And so all of a sudden, we have a cop fly up behind us and turn the lights on and we're freaking out and i don't think he saw us shooting off is someone who must have called or something like that right the cops and said there's this car with you know annoying kids throwing bottle rockets right out so i was so freaked out because i was like if my even at that time everyone had police scanners and i didn't know right. if, like they got in my hometown or whatever this was seven miles away but then we as we're getting pulled over i jammed the bottle rockets underneath the seat okay. and in my pants Whew. 
And in my pants. Oh. <laughs> Not like up my rectum, but okay. in my pants. I was really so, scared where this story was going. And I think it was just, I think it ended up being just the cop really trying to scare us. Right. Because he gets us out of the car. And then, uh, you know, I have the bottle rockets like uncomfortably jammed in my pants. Was it, I mean, was it lit or not lit? Not lit, but, okay. you know, uh, but I'm so hot. I could have lit them. You know oh. what I'm so uh, then he, 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 he checks out the whole car. And I'm like, I don't know how he did not find the <laughs> bottle rockets jammed underneath the seat. So right. he must not have looked very well because technically, you know, in like state like that, he probably could have yeah. pulled us over and given us a ticket for all kinds of stuff. And it oh never gosh. happened. So there you go. Wow. I have stuck. I, I have jammed bottle rockets in my pants before. Okay. Not up my rectum. Just like the nor just like the guy that had the syringe. Just like the guy that had the red uh the rack of ribs and mashed potatoes in his yeah. pants a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I guess it's a it's a natural male response. <laughs> I decided hide the, it in your pants. Speaking <laughs> of fireworks, what's the wildest what's the wildest uh, firework uh, story you ever? ever wildest firework firework. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, I we so we were in Illinois. Is the same as Nebraska. It's it, the fireworks mm. are not legal, so you have to drive across the river to Missouri and you get them. Which you know, whatever everybody does it. Well, I had a friend that gave me like a whole brown sack bag of fireworks, various just, you know, smoke bombs, blah, 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 blah. Well, I made the decision. So I grew up on a farm and we had these small uh, grain bins, just the real, just Mm -hmm. little ones that are on the ground. And uh, so I I put that bag in there and I just lit the whole bag on fire. And I mean, it was safe. But it was like a mushroom cloud, just like, <laughs> like in, indicated, just like a mushroom cloud above it, and nice. it looked like a nuclear bomb, like a mini nuke went off. But we'll have to do some more talking fire firework stories. Um, yeah, a few more, but I digress. So, yeah. hey guys, we're dudes talking news, sports, and God. And again, we like to get into some spiritual talk every episode. And so I wanted to bust out the scripture. I got caught up on my daily Bible. I was behind on my one year Bible a little bit, but I grinded through it, but it's really good. I love, um, uh, I was in the book of judges and first Samuel and now I'm in first Samuel. And so that, which is a great book as well, but because we start getting to Saul and David and all those kind of things. And so I'm, as maybe you guys do, you read through the Bible and you, you, you use, whether it be a scripture or a story just really grabs your attention. And so the one that, that caught my attention was in first Samuel chapter 15, and it is when Saul is the king. And it's in verse 22. It says, um, but the people took some of the spoil sheep and oxen, the best of the things that were to be totally destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal, Samuel said. So basically what's happening in this is uh, Saul is uh, Samuel. Uh, Saul's the king. Samuel's the prophet. He's, he's basically saying God wants to go in there. And he wants them to, to completely wipe out and destroy the enemy and those kind of things. So if you're a dude in... If you're a dude, the Old Testament is great. Always a great read. Oh yeah, God allowed us to wipe people out totally yeah. at times, and really destroy awesome. Them. <laughs> but so God's like, go go destroy everything. But now instead of uh, destroying everything, they just dis- they destroy all the things they don't want, but they keep some of the best things yep. of the land. Yeah, and they give they give some of those things as a sacrifice to the Lord. Didn't they keep? Did they keep some of the women, or was that Jericho? Yeah, yeah, they they kept. So yeah. they kept um, going back to the verse here. Where and children that? as well. What was that? 
But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and the best things that were to be totally destroyed. I'd have to read through it if yeah. women and children mm-hmm. are in there. But anyway, it ends up that, that that's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to destroy everything. And now Saul is being confronted because by the prophet Samuel because he did not obey the voice of the Lord. And in verse 22, he says, Has the Lord, uh, has the Lord as great, uh, has the Lord has as great, a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as an obedience to the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is is better than the fat of rams. And so kind of the synopsis of this whole story and, and the rebuke of the Lord and the correction of the Lord to Saul via Samuel the prophet is like, hey, obedience is better than sacrifice. And it, it clearly that the disobedience was to such a great level that then Saul, uh, he says, "You're not. I'm going to strip the kingdom of you because of your disobedience." And Saul was like, "Well, I brought, I sacrificed some of it to the Lord." And so there's a lot of different things in play there when we read through that story. Is that you know, it, it, there, a lot of thoughts that I have when I read through that is like number one, that scripture caught me where it's like, "Well, you, you." kept some of the best stuff and you didn't you didn't give the best stuff to the lord right you know number one like how often do i keep the best for myself and i don't give the best to the lord because it it, it's easy to play how we would do it in american culture in 2022 it's easy to play the religious game of of making it look like we're a good christian yeah you know we can we can kind of design our life in a, a way where it looks like we're a good christian we can be doing religious things we can we can be serving, we, you know, we can be giving money, we can do a lot of those things. But what's scary about that is still doesn't mean I'm, I'm ob- obedient, still, still doesn't mean I'm obeying the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, uh, so dive in, guys. Sorry, I'll go a couple other things. But as, as somebody that has been disobedient to the Lord for the last, let's see, 13, carry the one, uh, 19 so for like 18 or 19 years and going against a, a calling that God placed on my life, um, I was absolutely miserable <laughs> the whole time I was not pursuing what God had for my life, you know, and I went through some things and I learned some things and I was not, I, I, I've never before this, I've never been satisfied in a job. I've never been satisfied in life. I've never been, you know, just, there's no satisfaction in, in that and being selfish, you know, because of the calling on my life, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to do that because I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be strapped down to ministry and, you know, all these different things. But, you know, I was like, I was miserable always every job I ever had. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I accepted what God had for me and accepted God's direction for my life that I finally fi- have finally found satisfaction in what I do. Okay, I mean, and a lot of a lot of a lot of people they give God their leftovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I got time left over, I'll do this for for God, or if I got money left over, I'll give that to God. Or, and eventually, what's going to happen is. Your leftover is going to become none none overs because you're going to basically have nothing left. You're going like, yeah. well, I don't have the time. I, I got this going on. You're, you're going to get busy, or you're you're yep. Yeah, yeah, you make plans with your finances. Well, I mean, I'd like to give an offering, or whatever, but I can't because. Mm-hmm. So it's what's going into being is you're not you're not gonna you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna do anything I, for Jesus. I've, I and I've I've gotten on 
the the youth kids about it too. It's it's like it's like guys, like out of your week on a Wednesday night is an hour and a half, mm-hmm. right? Out of your week, <laughs> and uh, an hour and a half out of your week that I'm asking you to completely focus on God and what God has yep. for you, and you're being disrespectful. You're being disrespectful to God first of all. You're being disrespectful to the people that came here and practice worship practice. And, you know, you're being disrespectful for me, for, to me, you know, preparing this for you. You know, it's like you guys get to play Fortnite and whatever you want to do <laughs> all week. And you, I was like, you guys don't read your Bibles. You guys don't, you know, it's, it's a reprimand. Yeah. It's like you guys. It's true. And, and you and you can't even give 100% focus for an hour and a half, you know, and that goes to, to Christians too. It's like some, yep. you know, and, and I don't want to be too convicting here, but. You know, I've had conversations with them. It's like, well, you know, you, you know, church needs to end at noon. If you go beyond noon, then that's, mm-hmm. you, you know, that's, uh, it's bad. It's like, well, you know, why <laughs> is that bad? You know, anyway. And then I look like when people, like somebody, I talked to somebody about, you know, gosh, church lasts an hour and a half. I was like, if you can't handle, handle an hour and a half in, in church, how are you going to handle eternity in heaven? Yeah. How are you gonna handle it? I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't even handle an hour and a half in church, and you're like, "Oh, we're going to." It's like, yeah, "How are you gonna handle?" It? Yeah. Heaven's gonna be pretty boring to you if you yeah. think church is boring, or you know. Yeah, I I love that just the, the simplicity of the scripture. Does it, you know? Does God delight in burnt offering and sacrifices? No, He delights in obedience. And I think we have this. Uh, it's probably fleshly. It, it's like we think our response to God is always something spiritual, like to appease Him. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll go to church, and then that's like. Yeah, f- that's yeah. not obedience. You know, that's like, you, you know, because so, in this particular scenario, contextually, Saul gave an offering. He did something spiritual. So yeah. Saul, Saul's like, well, what do you expect me to do, Samuel? I mean, I, I went and did, you know, I, I gave an offering to the Lord. I mean, we obeyed. I mean, Saul even thought that he obeyed. We went and did what you wanted us to do. Yeah. We went and fought. We went and defeated. We gave an offering. What else do you really want? But it was like the issue was o- obedience. You didn't truly obey the Lord. Yeah. And I think that becomes a, a very personal well, question for us as far as of Christ. I'll say too, you know, and, and I'll get a little convicted here as well, but, you know, sometimes you need to look at your own life at the same time and, and kind of had the same mentality of, of like, okay, you know, you, you need to clean your life out. Like you need to go in there and there's things that you need to purge, you know, whether or not that be, um, music content, whether that be movies that you own, whether or not that be TV shows that you watch, whether that be for me personally, it was video games. Mm-hmm. I spent like, I spent so much time playing video games that I had no room for anything else other than my family and eating and sleeping. Right. And it, it, it what's interesting is, as I went in and I finally made like God got a hold of me and I finally made that connection that, you know, that this is not something that, uh, is beneficial to my life and it is, it is holding me back. And when I made the decision to sacrifice that mm-hmm. and I, I sold my gaming console and got rid of it, when I made that sacrifice is the same time that I had a, an incredible breakthrough with God, which then in turn led to, you know, getting a phone call to go into ministry and then, you know, me being in the right place to accept it 
You know, it's just it, when you go into your life and and you really look with a you know with a fine tooth comb and you go through it and see what's not good in your life and what yeah. is not beneficial to you. You know, what are you wasting your time on? I will be honest with you. Sometimes I waste too much time on my phone when I'm at home. Yeah. You know, when I like it. Screen time. Yeah. When I get home. I, hey, that wasn't a good one on a Sunday. Yeah. I created the seek time versus the screen. Yeah, time. exactly. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's like, and, and we, we do it as a distraction too. phones. Mm-hmm. And I tell the youth this as well as when your first response in a difficult situation is to distract yourself by going to your phone. Or whatever that be, going to video games. I did it with video games, like mm-hmm. almost like a medication. Like, oh, I'm not happy with my life right now. I need to go into a alternate universe and go play some video games. You know, when your when your first response is to go to your phone or your your games or or movie, whatever it be, instead of going to God, then you're not accomplishing anything. Not only that, but yeah. you're, you're taking your mind off the situation as well. And you're not thinking through your problems at all either. Yeah. You know, and it's like, why did people back in the day get more done? It's like, well, when they went to the bathroom, they didn't have a phone to look at for yeah. hours on end, you know, as they sat there and they thought about their problems and they, you know, got them done. But maybe, maybe we can approach it from this light, light for a second. Greg Walden, do you, do you pra- practice witchcraft on a daily basis, <laughs> like tarot cards, you no, know, not that, nope. drinking blood, those kind no, of things. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Michelle, does she, she has a lot of cats. <laughs> so does she part? No, just, okay. <laughs> we, it can sound extreme. Look at the, look at the follow up verse to this, the verse preceding this. So after he says that, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. Then in verse 23, he says for rebellion, not what is rebellion. Rebellion is not obeying God. God is as serious as, as the sin of divination, fortune-telling, and disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, for, I think we forget that the scripture, like my disobedience to God is that that serious in his sight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we, I mean, we, down, we downplay so much sin, though. Yeah. Like, but we, so we, we focus in on, on certain sins and we're like, Oh my, it was like, you're going to hell. It's like, okay, well tell me what church doesn't have gossip. Mm-hmm. What church doesn't have gluttony. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, it's, it's like this, this is why I make the argument that why is, why is David, why is Saul the bad guy and not David? Because Saul didn't kill anyone. Right. I mean, they wiped, well, they wiped out the, but I mean, Look at David. David committed adultery. David um, plotted to kill yeah. Bathsheba's husband. David did some like very illegal, right, vile, bad things. Yeah. All Saul did was bring a bad offering. Yeah, that's it. So that's why sometimes when I'm reading, I'm like, how, to think like, you know, and then he gets the kingdom removed from him just for bringing a bad offering and not fully obeying the Lord. Right. But so the you know. So it's very interesting. I love like diving into Saul versus David, that whole conversation. Yeah. But at the end of it, because David does very horrible things. Yeah. But then he's called a man after God's own heart. So I think that the, the issue I always land on when that Saul versus David thing in disobedience is that the, the beauty of God is that there's always, there's always grace and repentance that you can 
return to. And if it's true repentance, God can redeem and restore. Because basically, let's, you know, uh, that that story of yours, you, you admitted on a podcast you were disobedient. Well, what if God did pull the saw on you and was like, well, you disobeyed. I'm sorry, you're never right. going to be a right. pastor or you're never going to be in ministry. But, right. you know, at least you can know me and... yeah. But and you can read that in Saul. Saul never truly repented. That was a problem for him. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and I would say, you know, when it, when Scripture talks about David and and being a, a man after God's own heart, you know, that, that to me that tells me that he had a relationship with God. You know, but if you if you do the adverse with Saul, then majority of what God, what Saul heard was through a prophet, through a man of God. You mm-hmm. know, so it makes makes me question what you know what kind of relationship Saul had with God. You know, final thoughts here, Funko Pro taking us out today. Okay, and <clears throat> interesting. Like I, when uh, I get in, sometimes I talk to my mom and stuff, and and others uh, about people categorizing sins. Like we think about the big sins, like murder, you know, the rape or stealing or stuff yeah. like that. And you know, going back to our conversation about obedience and disobedience, we go back to the Garden of Eden. I mean, Adam and Eve didn't kill nobody. They didn't steal from anybody. They just ate a fruit they weren't there supposed you go. to. Great example. Yeah. I mean, we in our human minds, like, what's the big deal of that? They just ate a fruit they weren't supposed to. That's, yeah. We don't mean we try when we, we on our carnal minds we think, well, what's the big deal? But it's, it was disobedience. Yeah. And it's in, in its root form. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, we That's we good. our disobedience. We sometimes we connect it to the the, the object or <laughs> what well it's not that that bad you know because disobedience is disobedience that's the point yeah. right greg walden yeah. like disobedience is disobedience it could be it could be something so small again but it's yeah disobedience was don't eat the and apple it, disobedient it, disobedience was bring me the best thing the important thing too is 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 to be able to hear god's voice and god, hear what god's telling you too it's like so you know how how you know you could be in a position where you don't even know you're being disobedient because you don't have a good enough relationship with God to even know what God told you to do. So you could be just obliviously disobedient. Yeah. You know? So it's like important for you to have a relationship with God and be able to know what God's telling you, you know, your, your relationship with God needs to be there. Yeah. And also not to try to rationalize like, like Solly probably said, just, he saw this. Well, all these good things. Why should I destroy that? I mean, yeah. that could be used for, I can give that to God or I can do easy, you know. So right. you try to rationalize. Yeah, you try to basically rationalize what God's telling you. He's like, don't yeah. do it. Just do what God tells you to do. Yeah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's that's the moral of the story. So I think you're doing a good job there, Greg Walden. You're not practicing witchcraft. I mean, probably the worst thing that I know that you have is gluttony at sometimes in regards to certain <laughs> products or foods or beaver nuggets teas or Lamberts. beaver nuggets or <laughs> hey, i am going to bucky's next week i will be in dallas fort worth area uh, on monday uh, funko yes. pro greg walden yes. hey we're the modern christian dudes dudes talking news and sport sports new sports and god talk to you next time all the stop to take a ride Hey guys, do you want to go to Lambert's? Big Ben, I'm married to the Huntress. J Money, just pop the mic money. It's time for the MCD. Ladies and guys, guys and ladies, MCD.